The future of music. 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 The future of music podcast. Hey there, and welcome once again to the Future of Music podcast, where we show you how to survive and thrive in the future of music and maybe the past of music. Huh? What am I saying? Voice there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little foreshadowing. Uh, so I am Ryan Withrow, one of the hosts. I'm joined by Jonathan Boyd as well. And uh, you were just talking about how it's going to start to get dark. And it's still like three o'clock right now, which is just the beauty of changing the clocks, man. But how have you been? First of all, I hope you've been incredibly well. And then second, what is going on today? Well, why did I mention the past? What are we getting excited about, man? Yeah, so of course, I've been great. We've been building some really big stuff in the background, which we will announce on the podcast very soon, which is extremely exciting and potentially world changing. At least that's the goal. But Cool. Today, actually, this is something that kind of changes the world that previously changed the world. It's going to change it again, right? The Beatles are back. The Beatles are back. So today we're actually going to talk about new music that they took from way back when and created a new song with it now. It's really, really fascinating stuff. Pretty good song, too, if you ask me. Yeah, fascinating equally is clicking like, subscribe, and the <laughs> alert button. If you haven't already, if you have, thank you. We appreciate that. And make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform and drop us a review uh, if it's good. Uh, good don't, you know, we, we don't really want the we, like one time I had a friend. Uh, I always had like a five star review on Uber. Right. I was always a five star. And then I had one friend drive with me and they were obnoxious and it knocked me down to a four point eight. And mm -hmm. uh, it's. That was probably about seven years ago, and I'm still pretty heated about it. All right. I'm still pretty mad. Um, so just use that, take it and like it about sending us a review. Uh, but the new Beatles song is out. It is called <laughs> it's called Now and Then. Uh, and uh, this is a big thing. This is like the number two at this point. Uh, by the time this is out, it's probably like number one trending video on YouTube. But sure. it's the number two trending video on YouTube right now. Now, we're not going to be able to play it. Don't be sad because we put it in the show notes and in the description. You could click it and check it out and put it on the stereo. All right. Put it in the AirPods. I don't know. How do people listen to music these days? Uh, you're going to listen to it by clicking the link, of course, only because pretty sure they kind of got like a lock on copyright stuff as the Beatles. So we, we want to make sure that we, we do it right and we're, we're proper about the process. So we have it in there for you. But we'll give you a high level of, of what happened here and why everybody's been talking about this new Beatles song. I was just telling John that it's like we have all the Beatles doing their final song, but we thought that was a long time ago. Uh, it turns out 2023 is, is when they're stating that we have this. So now and then this is all listed from the Beatles and from Peter Jackson, and we'll get into how he's involved here as well. Now and Then's eventful journey to fruition, wow, how fancy, took place over five decades and is the product of conversations and collaborations between the four Beatles that go on to this day. The John Lennon demo was first worked on in February of 95 by Paul, George, and Ringo uh, as part of a big project they were doing, an, an anthology project, and it remained unfinished, mostly because... The voice of John Lennon that they wanted to use was difficult to use. It was from a tape 
that he had recorded on a demo and he had piano and his voice in this demo. And they had tried to use this many times to create a new song, but just couldn't because you know, you can't separate the sounds. You can't change the sound waves. There's no way to make the voice uh, more clear. It just wasn't able to happen. So it just remained unfinished. And this is a tape, by the way, from the 70s that John Lennon had done. And for years, it literally looked like the song could never be completed. But last year, there was a big change in technology. What do you know? It's almost like we talk about technology and, and music and like what it does to music in the future. That's weird. Uh, but there was software developed by Peter Jackson, like the Peter Jackson, like the movie Titan behind like some of the biggest smash hits in, in the box office, who is just like known for incredible visuals. So Peter Jackson comes along because he's doing a documentary on the Beatles. And he wants to bring in all of this technology to redesign and bring the Beatles back in through visuals, but also audio. So he actually thought of a way, he and his team, to separate the voice and the piano from a 1970s cassette of John Lennon. And they wrote an entire song based around this demo, this demo and, and John Lennon's voice. So like I said, you know, this remarkable story uh, shows that it's the completion of the last recording that John, Paul, George, and Ringo will get to make together and celebrates the legacy. So we're here at the point where we're bringing them back, baby. We uh, we knew that you could like have AI create stuff, but now we're talking about bringing in old, crappy, horrible quality sounds and cassettes and making an entire song out of it just based on technology that we have. So what are the initial thoughts? I just showed you the video, John, as well, and now know the history of how they made it happen. What are you thinking? Where are you at? Yeah, in general, I mean, the song itself is, is pretty dang good. I mean, if you're a Beatles fan, I think you'll find it a little moody for the Beatles. But I mean, it's a Beatles song. Like you hear it and it's like, holy crap, I'm listening to the Beatles. This is actually the Beatles. But what's also interesting is the the video. So the video, you know, has all the members and it's not real. Like all of it is not real. So that's, it's very fascinating to watch what technology can do to make a music video where the people aren't actually real. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just fascinating. It, it's just fascinating to watch. I recommend that if you're listening, just watch it, just click the button and see what happens. I mean, you never know what's going to happen at the end. That's right. That's that's great <laughs> cliffhanger. I think I was actually probably the worst cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. But that's OK. <laughs> that's OK. It's OK. It is interesting. I watched the video and at first the video can can be like a little like what, what's going on here? Like this is a lot of elements, a lot moving in. But as you start to watch it develop and you start to see that the actual characters that were filmed are engaging with these, you know, digital characters that actually look like they're they're in play. There's a lot of meaning behind it. I mean, for a lot of people, I can't even imagine for the the living members, right? But for a lot of people, this is going to be a massive emotional thing for for everyone to watch and see that has ever been impacted or ever liked the Beatles. Especially, mm -hmm. like I said, the the surviving members are just able to look at themselves again hanging out and playing with their full band members, um, which is amazing. So we're at a point now, like I said, 2023, where 
we're bringing back a voice from an old cassette that probably wasn't in great condition, separating voices, using that technology, using technology to then master that voice and EQ that voice and bring it to its full volume so that it sounds perfect, like it's mixed in a studio with him right on the microphone singing with the band. Uh, And we're here now, which is insane. So next, I mean, we, we talked about how you could start to use AI to bring people back. But do you see a lot more of this being used, John, where they're starting to use the actual voices, the actual ideas? Uh, example would mm-hmm. be, let's say they find an old demo tape from Michael Jackson. And now they can actually use that and be like, it's not even AI. It's it's Michael Jackson. We've just completely redone this uh, so that we have some new music that was previously recorded. Do you think that's the next step here? What What do you think is in the future for this kind of stuff? Yeah, so I think there are a couple of things. One, we've talked about a lot, which is being able to, quote, bring back um, iconic characters or or musicians, artists, et cetera, that clearly are no longer here, but bring them back and kind of experience them, at least in in video form. And we see that uh, in this video. And that's something that um, we kind of predicted maybe almost a couple of years ago at this point, but just imagine being able to watch like a Jimi Hendrix concert, but a, a, mm-hmm. a current one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is, you know, the, we're talking about taking an old tape or an old uh, source of audio and creating like what they're calling the last Beatles song, right? They finished it up. But I actually think that this is really just the beginning. And what comes to mind for me, and I think the most exciting thing is for those who are fans uh, there's a level of nostalgia, right? So even me, when I, you know, used to listen to the Beatles a ton as a, uh, a young kid, and even just watching just the beginning of that video, I already felt the feeling like, oh wow, this is the Beatles. This brings everything back, right? But I think just like a TV series that you watch uh, or a band that you follow, it all comes to an end. So the band members mm-hmm. pass away, the TV series stops. At some point, there's no more episodes. There's no more seasons, right? But I actually think that there are going to be certain iconic, let's say in this case, artists uh, that the Beatles clearly have lived on, you know, for a long time. I think that they're going to start using this AI to continue and to perpetuate the the brand and the artist so that there's always something new. There's new songs, there's new albums, there's new seasons, there's new whatever. Uh, And that's, that's kind of how I see it going. And one of the reasons is because I think a lot of people want that, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Whoever owns it can monetize it. That's where I see what, it going. So what you're telling me is the farewell tour of Kiss is is not the end. Uh, it's just oh. it's going to be yeah yeah it's going to be oh. an out out tomorrow 2090 uh, Kiss's new album. Um, heard. I, do you think it impacts the whole thing knowing that we have people that actually played with them working on this project? So I guess the the question I can create and craft out of that is do you think it's going to matter or be as impactful if somebody just decides to take audio from somebody that previously recorded and compose around it do you think it matters if they had to do with the initial project or not what are your feelings there well let me ask you why would it matter i'm not saying it doesn't but i'm asking i mean when when you were just talking about it right um when you see all of them there in the video, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of that nostalgia that comes. And I think that there's a little more importance uh, with that, right? So it, it feels more important to me 
that they were a part of the process because mm-hmm. they were the band and mm-hmm. they're the ones actively creating uh, and being a part of that. I don't think in my eyes it would be nearly as trending and popular if I Ryan Withrow had taken that that tape and been like, let me record some guitars in the same key. Yep. Uh, it wouldn't have worked, I don't think. But, you know, do you think it matters that much? Like, so it's a polar opposite result or, or do you think what, where are you at? Yeah, I don't think it's polar opposite result. I think it's just different shades um, or different, you know, opacities, basically. What I mean is I do think there is a pool basically on like seeing Paul McCartney, for example, in the in the video, seeing Ringo in the video. I think there's a couple of things going on. One, they're old. And with anything old or with any, you know, old person, there's there's a lot of history. There's a lot of um uh, things that we know life is not permanent. So we want to hold on to it, right? We want to cherish it. And I think there's a, a level of that that's coming from nostalgia, because let's say we all used to listen to the Beatles. Now we see them as older folks and we, re- we, we realize that they're not going to be here forever. We know that. So I think there's a part of that into it. Um, but as far as making the song better and stuff, yeah, I think so. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think that not having them there is going to really really hinder any kind of progress you know what i mean yeah i i just i'm interested in seeing where it goes what actually works what doesn't work what takes off what's accepted i guess is another thing because i remember us bringing this conversation months ago about the beatles coming out and using Mm -hmm. technology and there was this kind of blurred line of is there ai used is it not? Is it just technology to isolate voice? And they kind of had to change a couple elements so that they only use technology to use an actual voice. Um, and I think they had initially considered the idea of improving it with AI or, or whatever they may do. But then they got a backlash, right? They, they, a little bit. So it's good to see that they took that and they ran with it and they came out with this. It sounds incredible. But I do think that there is an element of excitement all because it is the band. Um, sure. Now, we'll see, you know, if if we start seeing AI used um, with bands that are no longer here and none of the members are here and we start mm-hmm. hearing music in the style of. But I think there's an element of, you know, I'm listening to AI. It sounds like them. That's cool. Versus I am hearing Paul McCartney's hands on the bass guitar. Uh, in this mix and then like there's something special about that i think so however we have this phenomenon that the book is almost always better than the movie so -hmm. what i mean is i could actually see where an all ai version of something will end up being better than the original the original thing and the reason is because when when your imagination fills in the gaps like when you read a book you you're reading ink on a page and or on a screen of course but there is no image the image comes from your brain so what i'm thinking is instead of you know seeing paul mccartney you know seeing his hand or seeing ringo's hand you know moving on on a a drumstick seeing him hit the actual drums i think that removes a little bit of the how do i say the magic in a way that The, the, when you watch a movie that was made from a book, the person in the, the who made the movie had to make decisions about what does the character look like, what do they wear, what are, where room are they in, what does everything look like, 
And that takes some stuff away from the imagination. Although in a musical sense, clearly if you're watching a concert, I mean, you're not there to imagine stuff. You're there to listen to the band and see the band. But I think the same effect is going to happen when people start listening to only AI music. That's not just like, quote, in the style of, which technically it would be, but like Leonard Skinner, for example, or in this case, the Beatles. I think the the people who are really fans and if whoever's creating the AI music can really nail it. And I think it's going to end up being some kind of a state type entity that owns, you know, the rights to certain artists, if you will, and then uh, creates AI music based on those. And by the way, that's a business opportunity. If you can buy, if you can create a portfolio of artists that you own essentially and create music. But anyway, that's, that's an, another episode. Um, but I really think that I really can see a, a slightly different type of kind of cultish following for the future AI version of Mm -hmm. certain bands. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of ways we can go with that. It'll be interesting to see how people view that, right? Because, you know, is it technically the original at that point, right? It isn't, but does it matter? And we don't know. It's not like I'm, I'm coming in and being like, it doesn't. Or it does. I, I, you know, I'm just some guy sitting at a desk with too many blue lights on me. Uh, that's that's all I am right now. But um, it's just interesting that we're here. Honestly, uh, I I'm not. Yeah, I I don't say that I'm old. I'm definitely middle aged. Uh, but just remember when I was young and the thought of any of this being possible. I remember being raised in a house where my dad obviously was a big fan of the Beatles, and like mm-hmm. it's just you know. In that lifetime, it's over. Like, there's no way. These are the albums we have. That's all we're going to get. It's done. And now we're, you know, X amount of years later uh, saying there's a new new song released by the Beatles. All of them are Mm -hmm. are playing. And just that speed. And it's all happened within the past five years, probably, uh, that it's possible. Sure. But it's amazing to me to see that we can take something like this and make something happen. So I'm excited to see what they do, uh, not just with the Beatles, but in the future with other artists, other things that they find. We all know and have heard of things like Kurt Cobain's uh, demo tapes and practice tapes out there. Like We're talking Nirvana, um, being able to come back. And we've got Dave Grohl. I'm sure he'd be interested. So we, we've got some really cool possibilities with technology like this. And it's The best part, and I think we talk about this a lot, the best technology that emerges a lot of the times really isn't even for the purpose that it emerged as being there. I mean, Peter Jackson Mm -hmm. is just great videographer and filmmaker. So obviously he needed it to make his documentary. And what do you know? Now the music world is now able to embrace it, use it, and it's starting to take off. So I'm excited. I've seen Paul McCartney live personally, uh, which is a, a huge like bucket list item uh, here in Texas. So incredible performer. It'll be good to see, do they bring back the Beatles tunes? Do they bring back the new stuff? Do they start playing this and all that stuff? But final thoughts, John, for you after hearing, seeing and learning about this thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So on the topic, you know, is this good? Is this bad? What will people think, et cetera? I mean, if I just focus on me, every time an artist that I like comes out with a new song. I want to listen to it. So, I I mean, to me, it's exciting. Like if the Beatles quote came out with a new album, I would listen to it. I don't care who's playing. Like if I'm listening to music, the reason people listen to music is to enjoy the music. 
So I don't think it, I, I just, I have a hard time seeing how it's going to matter that much, except for those small, you know, the people who really, really, really care about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like me, if an AI Petrucci came around, you know, I'd probably be like, that's not the same. All right. That's he's I, he would obviously play it different. Okay. And, and he's just great, but I hear you. I understand. It's just so intriguing to me. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Uh, There really isn't. There's not a right opinion. There's not a wrong opinion. It just is what it is. It's happening. And it's just cool to be in a moment in time where something like this is happening. I, I, we, we kind of talk about it lightly, but like the Beatles released a new song in 2023. Like that is a huge deal. And it's all thanks to technology in music. So here's one more fascinating thing to me. Um, My dad is, you know, roughly 65 ish, somewhere around there. And of course he grew up with the Beatles and, and through all the rock and roll era and all that stuff. And often, you know, he, he refers to the times like when this was happening, when that was happening in the early seventies, this, and the late sixties, that, and the eighties, this, what would be really, really fascinating is that let's say like Aerosmith, for example, Aerosmith has a tons of, a ton of albums and they go through different eras. All bands only progress in one direction forward so that they can only come from where they were and then go to where they ended up. Right. But with this AI stuff, I can see how, let's say somebody goes back to early seventies Aerosmith and makes a new album in that era. Like, Hey, here's a new lost album that they Mm. never made. Here it is. You know, that would be awesome. I would listen to that. And as you were talking, I am thinking in terms of like how fascinating it would be to have an AI develop what they would have sounded like today. If that's the path they took or they made like a change in one album uh, that they released. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Actually. Now that, (laughs) I'm into. Uh, but yeah, again, for everybody else, the link to watch the video and listen is below. I'll make sure to link the music and other places as well. In case you're not able to watch, you can listen at the very least on your favorite platform. And speaking of your favorite platform, um, follow us. There you go. I did it again. And John, as always, it's been a pleasure, my friend. You are a gentleman. And also as well, Scholar. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you all for being here, watching, listening. And we will see you next time on the Future of Music podcast.